And welcome to a bonus episode of Radio Drum Revival. Uh, your host, Fred, here, recapping the 2015 South by Southwest experience in Austin, Texas, where virtual reality and drones and non-flying robots as well were the thieves of the show. But Audio 2 was well represented this year. Um, actually, some of the stuff not related to Audio Drum I put up in a blog this week at radiodramarevival.com. Uh, one of the highlights was the audio experiential walking tour called Detour. Uh, it's an app developed uh, with content from Radiolab, uh, where you would actually walk around Austin and be taken into this sort of murder mystery uh, that actually happened uh, through narrator and sound effects and sound design and music. So if you're into audio drama, if you're in Austin, totally check that out. They also have it in San Francisco and hopefully many other cities soon. Um, more of that, like I said, at radiodrumrevival.com. Uh, what you have here are some audio interviews with folks. Uh, there were two distinct audio drama panels. I heard that there was a third, but no one ever told me what the title of it was. Uh, so the first interview, we have Casey Whalen of We Are Live, as well as some of his panelists uh, on this panel organized by Chris Cox of oneofus.net. Uh, theirs was called Audio Drama on the 21st Century. Uh, there's other project called The Intergalactic Nemesis, uh, which hopefully we'll have on the main Radio Drama Revival show. Uh, those folks were on this uh, panel as well. So we talked to them. And then our second interview is uh, myself with uh, my panelists, uh, Sonia James, Patience Wheeland, Matthew Boudreau. Our panel was Movies in Your Head, Audio Drama, and Film. So we took a slightly different tack talking about um, the opportunities for filmmakers and, and TV makers to develop their properties as audio drama. Uh, so we talk a little bit more about that, and uh, you can hopefully hear some of the energy and excitement that we all had uh, due to the, the real strong reception of what we were talking about at South By. And uh, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> quite the experience, um, and hopefully get to go again sometime. Um, awesome eating, drinking, chatting with all of my friends down in Austin. And uh, hopefully do it again sometime soon. Uh, another great meetup that's happening soon. I will not be there myself, but the Here Now Festival is in early June in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, HereNowFestival.org. I know that um, Tom Lopez and uh, folks like uh, Brian Price, folks like Brian Price, and uh, I know it's put on by Suziza and many other uh, top audio drama legends will be out there. So that's a great sort of union of the tribe um, and probably a little bit lower key than South by Southwest. So uh, a great, you know, great number of experiences and other people are going to be going to Dragon Con as well. So if you're listening to this show and you want to figure out how to meet all of us, uh, plenty of events throughout the year um, if you're willing to travel a little bit. So anyways, I'll stop blabbing on to the interviews. All right, well, here we are at South by Southwest, maybe the first audio drama panel at South by Southwest, and I'm here finally get to meet the esteemed Casey Whalen. Casey, uh, welcome to Austin. Yay! This uh, is the first time I met Fred after knowing him for, like, I don't know, six years? I know, I feel like we're old friends, except like, I just <laughs> met you, which is just kind of funny how this all works out, but... I've talked to you about you more in the last, <laughs> like, I think, three days than I have ever, just talking about this South by Southwest and you coming out here and how, how awesome it is that all these minds are converging in this one little point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I do think, you know, those of us who've been here for the, a while seeing the, this real, now it's hot, it's hip to be in audio, uh, things like Serial and Welcome <laughs> Night Vale, um, and certainly We Are Live has contributed towards that sort of widespread name recognition, and, you know, and now we see that there's something like three audio drama panels at South by Southwest that feels to me like a real coup, like we're onto something big. Is, is that something you, you agree with? I think that we are going to see in the next couple of years, as we expand outward and more of these come on, the attention and the distribution medium of podcasts and audio drama is going to 
going to take off. We're the minute that you see a studio start to produce audio dramas like the BBC, they're going to go through the roof, and it's going to happen. It's just time. Yeah, and uh, you know, so one thing that came up in the panel, uh, we won't wax too much about We're Live because people here have hopefully heard all four seasons, <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about, about your new project. But some of the interesting sort of developments, like I think a big landmark for you was joining like the Nerdist Network. So do you, you want to talk about how that worked out and just you know, how sort of self-organizing has affected uh, podcasts and is that a model that's going to be more common? Yeah, I think, well, one of the reasons why uh, us getting attached to Nerdist was such a great idea and just such a great, you know, opportunity was because you cannot manage everything on your own. And for the Nerdist network, they're the ones doing the marketing for us. They're the ones going out, getting us advertisers and things like that. And we don't have to focus it on them on as, as much. So our like last season, because we the last season was really all, all the way under Nerdist, and I think just part of the last second to last season. But the cool thing about that is is it's such a load off to where it's like they do and get you the uh, the spec sheets and you just kind of read off the advertisements and go forth. And it's so much easier to focus on the content then and not have to worry about where's the money coming from to fund the next episode. Yeah. And speaking of next episodes, uh, what can you tell us about Lockdown? Um, it's going to be about five hours is what we're looking at. It's uh, looking at about three, three, uh, three parts. Um, our original model that we were going to have for pay only might be going away. It might be offered for free with certain advertisements attached. Uh, we're still in the negotiations of all that stuff, but it's kind of cool to see that um, our plans of actually like charging for it are kind of going away because more people want to advertise on it. So it's nice to see that all of a sudden now the content is being able to be fed by advertisers. It's like it's amazing. That's yeah. happening. It keeps it free for the people. Yeah, and that's I think that's one of the things is like for in order for people to really get attached to the medium, they want to be able to get to it for free and understand it and envelop it, you know, around them and get used to it, and then they'll look for more. So I think that's kind of the great starting point for us in terms of podcast world is is offer it free and then bring them all in. Yeah, and uh, we're this this lockdown is out of the We're Alive universe. It is. It's uh, it is sort of a continuation, but it's not at the same time. Um, that's a little teaser for the content because. Um, it takes place in apparently approximately two different time periods of We're Alive because um, the story takes place uh, on the side of all the action that happens. So it's, it's, it's kind of a new experimental story that we're trying. And if this one works, we might do others after this. This is our, like, our bread and butter. This might be the way of like, bringing in new people into uh, the medium. Because the thing is with We're Alive, it starts a little slow and then you get into it. This we can do everything we learned over the course of four seasons in a matter of five hours and condense our like pool of talent in a shorter time. And I think it's going to be a great launching point. Awesome. Well, I know people are going to be chomping at uh, the flesh to hear more <laughs> stuff. Uh, so thanks so much, Casey. I'm going to hop on to a few other people who were on your panel today. Thanks, Fred. Uh, cool. So we got uh, Jason Newlander um, here with the Intergalactic Nemesis and Chris, Chris Cox. Um, what's your site, Chris? It's oneofus.net. We are the site that uh, plays his new spinoff of the Intergalactic Nemesis, Salt. Nice. And hello, I'm Buzz Moran. And you are the Foley guy. I'm the sound effects artist on this uh, venture. Funny, funny sounds are your, yeah. are your thing. And Jason, say hi. Hi, Jason Newlander. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there are a lot of interesting things. I guess I, I want to jump right into the models being different. Um, so here in Radio Drum Revival, it is a podcast. We hear shows that are often you know, optimized for the podcast format. That's not what happens with Intergalactic Nemesis. You're actually optimized for the live experience format. And we talked about that in your panel about 
how you uh, that's an experience that you can can sell to people. People uh, love to see that. Just want to talk about uh, what that's been like to to perform live audio audio theater and what you what the crowds how they respond to it. Well, Intergalactic got its start as a straight up radio play. Um, and we developed an audience in Austin, Texas, where we're from, for it. What's been interesting is one of the challenges of performing radio dramas live is that for some people who are watching it, they, have, they will have trouble following the story because what's visual is competing with the story. And it's, you know, like watching a really fun sound effect being performed, say a box of mac and cheese being shaken to make a sound of a train can distract from the actual, like, what's happening in the story. So with the live show, what we've done is we've added this comic book component where we project over 1,250 individual comic book panels to tell the story visually that then keeps the audience kind of locked into the story even as what's happening live in front of them with the performers doesn't directly correlate. For example, you know, we have three actors that are voicing all of the characters, which is pretty different from what Casey does, you know? And, uh, and then we have one person performing all of the sound effects. You know, I mentioned that box of mac and cheese, and then we've got somebody on piano creating a cinematic score. So, um, you know, you still get the visual components of the radio drama being performed, which is obviously a ton of fun to watch, but then you're, st you're also able to totally follow what's going on in the story. And um, also in part of that, we've been able to then cut out all of the descriptive language that lets you know what's going on visually because you're seeing it. So there's no narrator um, and uh, none of the characters talk about what they see because you, you see it. Yeah. But that being said, we love our, our boxes of mac and cheese. You want to share a few fun sound effects uh, stories? Uh, well, I use a lot of, a lot of toys. I would say that um, as far as stories go, because, because the show was performed live, I was trying to find different things to use. We used to have a lot of slimy monster sounds in the show, and for a little while I thought a great sound would be to use some cooked macaroni and water in a in a, a glove, like a rubber glove. Something squishy. But like a, a latex glove. Yeah, latex glove, a thin mm. latex glove. And I guess I'd forgotten that um, when those sorts of starches break down, they're, uh, they smell really bad. Oh, <laughs> and the nylon of the glove is not very strong. After a couple of days, it also can break down when it's got macaroni in it. So I uh, picked it up for a show and I gave it a squeeze and just this wet, rotten macaroni just sort of went <laughs> all, over, all over my sound effects. So I had to clean it up and wipe off my hands and continue to perform all of the sound effects in the show. Uh, and I learned a lot from that particular <laughs> sound effect. Uh, oh, wow. And yeah, so this, uh, we'd love to talk more about it. We hopefully will get Intergalactic uh, Nemesis on Radio Drum Revival soon. Uh, but you guys are going on tour. Where can people learn about the dates? Uh, they can go to our website, theintergalacticnemesis.com, and at the bottom there's a, a tab that says Tour Schedule. So that's probably the easiest way to do it. Um, and then we also have a spinoff that people can experience right there on the website. It's called Salt. And um, like Casey's spinoff project, you know, it's of the intergalactic universe, but it tells a completely fresh, different story and takes off in a totally different direction. Cool. And Chris, can you expand on, on some of this fun stuff that's happening here, here in Austin or your other projects? 
Well, uh, our site is, is definitely all audio oriented. Audio dramas is a relatively new thing for us to get into, although I've been a fan for a long time. I was one of the stalkery fans of, of uh, We Are Alive. <laughs> <laughs> I love your podcast. It's so great. What are you doing? How do you do it? <laughs> uh, we do a lot of like a pop culture commentary and that sort of thing, but we're really proud to feature Salt on our show and excited to see where uh, Jason and Buzz are going to take this next. Sweet. Uh, well, the, we're going to keep it short and sweet. I think they're going to kick us out of its room pretty soon. So thanks so much, uh, Chris, Jason, everybody. Um, and Casey's there in the background. So uh, <laughs> signing out I'm for next time. This is, a, I think, I think Audio Drama has made a good first, first stab here at South by Southwest. Um, and we're going to go out and enjoy the rest of Austin. And here we are with Radio Drama Revival, podcasting live from South by Southwest with Sibby Wheeland of the Sound Stages Radio Network, joined as well with Sonia James. Hi, Sibby. Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey I. Right, yeah, you're coming up from Tallahassee, Florida, and <laughs> Houston, Texas. Oh, we say howdy. 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 And our friends uh, Matthew Boudreaux and Monique's in the background, but um, of Oral Stage Studios. Hey, guys. We say hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, so we had a great panel today. A lot of energy in the room, and a lot of interesting people talking about audio drama to filmmakers, and let's, hopefully, you know, some of them will actually go make something that later appears on Radio Drum Revival. Uh, but this was really your brainchild, Sibby. So I'd like you to tell, you know, how do how do we get here? Uh, well, it depends on whether you're coming from San Antonio or out of the state. Or <laughs> yeah, we came down 35 South. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> South by Southwest is is uh, just you know a, a wonderful intersection of all kinds of creative people interested in music and interactive and film, and living so close by in Houston, it's something I've always wanted to to come over. It, you know, when I worked for a, a college district doing video, it was during my spring break, and uh, I thought you know. I think it's time that we find a way of bringing audio drama to another group of people who may not have heard that much about it. In this case, we wanted to reach filmmakers, and I was looking from the standpoint of uh, film is, compared to television, uh, indie film is kind of in flux right now. A lot of folks are uh, not really sure how the community, is, where the community is going and uh, where they're going to uh, make a profit. You know, it's a golden age of television on the other hand. And so there are a lot of people who are interested in, in doing something else. I mean, if you apply for a lot of film festivals, it, it can be very difficult to differentiate yourself and your work. On the other hand, you know, audio drama, it, it's like an outpost, you know, it, it, and there's so many um, opportunities to reach people who are gonna find it something fresh and it's going to spark off different ideas. Um, I know somebody that has worked a lot with Matthew is Sable Jack, who works with uh, Jim French Productions, and I know she's had some success with the Moondance Film Festival. And, you know, th there's interest in some of the film communities, and this is a matter of us finding them and uh, starting that conversation up. That's awesome. Um, I, we haven't had, really had you on the show before, Sonia, so first can you introduce yourself, and then um, what I, I want you to talk about is well, just, just talk about the sort of stuff that you do, and I'll ask you a few more leading questions once we get that far. Okay. I, I'm the former executive director of the National Audio Theater Festival, so I have a great perspective from the administration side and, and organizing people and teaching, teaching the audio drama to people who never knew it before. So 
this is a great way to, you know, film, some filmmakers have never heard it before. So. Yeah. And so I'm going to feel little, like really dumb being like the white guy asking you to be the angry black woman. But seriously, you know, you have been an advocate for, say, the Native Voices projects and minorities being involved in audio drama. So, t you know, tell us what's happening and how there can be more. What's happening? Okay, I'll tell you what has happened and how we're going to continue making more. Uh, Native Voices that you mentioned before is an initiative to get Native Americans to tell their own stories, their folklore, their, their rich history in their own words to their younger community. And they use the radio drama as that force because in some of their communities, radio is it. They don't have access to TV or films and things like that. So we're using, I would, my goal is to use that kind of an energy and use it, for example, I'm working with uh, State of Black Science Fiction on Facebook and getting uh, those independent producers and writers who have been self-published or they're going small press pr uh, uh, publishing houses to translate their stories into audio drama and to reach more people and to, to just get your voice heard. Yeah. And, well, and this is about access, right? Because that's the whole point of audio drama is that you don't need the same resources. So that means people who can get into it for lower barrier for entry. As I've been pointing out, if you can do hip hop rap in your home <laughs> studio, you can do audio drama. Yeah, yeah, nice. Well, uh, thanks so much. Hopefully, and we I, we will definitely bring you back. I want to hear some of the stuff on Radio Drama Revival, so maybe we'll ask you to curate a month of content sometime for us. Oh, I'd love to do that. All right, that's going to be coming up sometime soon, I hope. And uh, Matthew, you know, we've we've talked to you about Oral Stage Studios. We talked to you about. Uh, your work, so I won't go too much into that depth, but uh, you know, one of the th interesting new developments is your work deciding to turn Oral Stage Studios into a nonprofit and then also to really jump on the community that you're building in, in Buffalo. So do you just want to talk about what's happening there and talk about community and how audio drama fits that? Sure. Uh, Buffalo, New York right now is in the middle of a great resurgence. Uh, we've actually seen newspaper articles from around the nation who are comparing the resurgence in Buffalo to uh, be Buffalo becoming like Austin. With your tacos. <laughs> with, with your tacos. Um, so, yeah, we're really looking for kind of a grassroots community organization uh, built around family. Kind of the, one of our biggest influences in this has been uh, uh, Our Fair City and, and that group out of Chicago who we just went out uh, last, last month and did some, did their release party with and they just really have this fantastic vibe and this fantastic personality. They really incorporate uh, their community both in their actors and in their crew, but also in their audience and make their audience part of their, uh, their, their production process. And we really like that and that's kind of the, the, the kind of vibe that we're going for and trying to bring to Buffalo. Nice, and uh, you, uh, Matthew touched on live shows. You've, you've done some, right, Sibby? Yeah, I've done a couple of live shows. Uh, one was in conjunction with the Veterans Film Festival and speaker series that we pulled together. And we actually took something that had been produced at the National Audio Theater Festivals uh, a couple of years prior, and it had been a workshopped piece that was based on oral histories. And we had a fantastic time just getting just a number of people from the community. We had both uh, students in the local theater programs as well as professional voiceover artists and uh, theatrical directors working with us to really tell the story of veterans in their own words. And we were able to do a multimedia installation mixing in uh, pre-recorded sound and, and some visuals along with people performing live on the stage. And it, it's, it's a very different, dramatic uh, 
tension that you have when you have an audience in front of you, but you're also thinking about what that's going to be like for the person who's going to listen to it later on if you're recording it. Uh, and it's it's very exciting, but it's also a way to, to really energize the community and get them uh, really hooked into what you're talking about without having to spend a lot of money. Depending on how you write a live stage production that's in the audio drama uh, format. Well, this is happening to a lot of like fringe festivals are picking up on audio theater. Like we got, you know, in Portland, Maine, I don't do a huge amount of stuff mm -hmm. local where people can come out to me, but that's, you know, fringe, you know, there's, there's places where people see, hey, this is cheap theater. And it's not just cheap, but it's awesome cheap theater. And you're, you're not like, you're, you're, it's cheap because you don't have like costumes and the, and the settings, yet it's still, really profound and imaginative, uh, which I think is, is one of the charms of working. It's a minimalist. Min theater. Minimalist, yeah. It, it's, cheap. yeah, cheap, cheap's <laughs> not the right word, but you, you, you see what I mean in the sense that sure. the, you can use the palette of the imagination as opposed to a ridiculous amounts of, of, of props. And, and, and some people do use like, uh, say, light costuming to good effect in live audio theater, but you don't have to, and people can all wear black. So it's an interesting, it's a way to, to, you know, just like everything else we do, create a story for less. Well, you know, something interesting happened uh, a couple of years ago was the Orson Welles 75th anniversary of War of the Worlds, and it was also the first Audio Drama Day, and that's grown year to year to now World Audio Drama Day. But locally in Houston, we had a uh, community theater organization uh, pull in an NPR host uh, that's heard in the local Houston market, and then they did a read-through in costume of War of the Worlds, and at the same time, that same night, uh, we were producing a more experimental piece, which was War of the Worlds, set and rewritten in Houston in 1968, and we were able to mix in the multimedia element of having uh, videos, what we were trying to to pull together with something that would look like those uh, oil videos that were very popular in the 1960s and you know people would be dancing around and and uh, have this in the backdrop uh, and you know go in a different direction pull in history of NASA and local people at that time and you know on the one hand that could have only real interest to local people but that's okay you can do something experimental like that and you can do it as a one-off show and if it takes off well then you can keep building and and develop maybe a show around that that's that's becomes a serial maybe done in the studio so it's a low-cost way to do new projects and and get people excited about audio drama again yeah awesome well we're here in austin talking to the community uh thanks so much sonia sibby matthew um good safe travels to you all we'll hear you back here on radio drama revival Y'all come back now. Y'all come back now. You hear? <laughs>